Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel, where yesterday we return to look towards the Dutch Grand Prix this weekend. Yes, we obviously made a podcast, it was back on Wednesday, if you missed out on that one, uh, where we discussed the Belgian Grand Prix and whether the 2022 title fight is well and truly over. It was it was a good show, I think I think we can agree. What say you, my guest Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Week? Yeah, my, the regular guest who doesn't seem to leave ever. Nope. Um, I am back once again to discuss Sandvoort. Um, yeah. The previous podcast we had a on on-site reporter of being myself was at the belgian grand prix so yeah i enjoyed it very much it recovered my sleep just about um by now but yeah we go again for triple header the second of three Yes, exactly. So there are going to be a lot of podcasts over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube and you do just want to listen to this, you know, say you got a flight or you're in the car, something like that, or, or even if you just don't want to look at our ugly mugs, <laughs> uh, we'll leave links to Spotify down in the description below. Of course, we've got links to absolutely everything down there. Uh, we've got Bybit as well. Definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, F1 merch, they've had a couple of brilliant sales going on uh, in recent weeks as well. So, yeah, plenty of things to have a look at. But... Yes, today though, like we said, we're going to be doing a bit of a shorter preview show as we look towards the Dutch Grand Prix, of course. We mentioned a couple of things on Wednesday uh, that we were going to talk about today, otherwise that podcast would have been about three days long. So I think, Jamie, let's just get into it then. The first and probably biggest news heading into this weekend was actually, I think, leaked on, I want to say it was McLaren Unboxed, or it might have been Ferrari's uh, show, whatever they do. But it was actually Pierre Gasly saying he has had contract negotiations with Alpine. Now, literally minutes before we started recording, I did see an article uh, stating that Gasly has worked out his terms to leave AlphaTauri. Of course, we've mm. known about that he could uh, for quite a while if the right deal came along. But are we going to see Gasly and Ocon as the ultimate French powerhouse team that hate each other? Yeah, I think for a very long time we've it's been de documented well that they don't quite get on. To say the least, I would um, love a... to know how many times you've said that on our oh, podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, that that one random episode of uh, Beyond the Grid gets so many references whenever we bring up Gasly or Ocon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I kind of wrote off any chance of them two being in the same team. But if they can work it out, there's hope for anyone. So yeah. <laughs> uh, also, interestingly, uh, like on the topic of drivers not getting on, potentially being teammates. I saw one of the candidates for the Haas seat, which we'll get into in a bit, is Nico Hulkenberg to partner Kevin Magnussen. That <laughs> would, would be, be spicy. Like <laughs> two different teams just beefing all year. <laughs> I mean, it would certainly make Formula 1 interesting, wouldn't it? But, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting point when you think about Ocon because he's not been in F1 that long and he hasn't ever really got on well with any of his teammates, has no, he? Of course. A, yeah, he doesn't really give much quarter to anyone. On, like, no. Some drivers obviously very hard against drivers other than their teammates so you know Kevin Magnussen tends to raise other people very hard but doesn't tend to raise his I mean Grosjean he had a few crashes with didn't he yeah, but like there's, there's drivers yeah. that give their teammates a bit of extra space because they are teammates Ocon seems the opposite he's like a normal driver until it's his teammate you just <laughs> and get then the he just starts yeah. beefing you just get the sense that Ocon just has like engraved in his brain that like obviously of course your main rival is your teammate in formula one but ocon seems to see that i mean maybe just maybe he had that on like the roof of his caravan 
back when he was a kid, you know, just on the ceiling. So he'd, yeah. he'd go to sleep every night. That was the last thing he saw. He'd wake up in the morning. It would be the first thing Must he sees. Must beat my teammate. Must beat time. teammate, just written on the ceiling. But yeah, I mean, he's, he didn't get on particularly well with Pascal Verlein back when they were at Manor for half a season together. It's very well documented just how badly him and Sergio Perez got on because they mm-hmm. had a couple of very, very scary moments uh, back yeah. in his racing point days. And he has spent a lot of this year annoying Fernando Alonso, hasn't he? Of course, Hungary was probably the flashpoint and of the that the team have helped him out as well by annoying Alonso. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had, what, Jeddah? They had very close calls with Ocon weaving on the straight. Canada, they favoured well, Ocon's Weaving's strategy. Strong. Well, he blocked very late, didn't he, on the inside of the yeah, yeah. main straight. Canada, they, they screwed Alonso's strategy and then told him to stay behind Ocon at the end. Because the car was knackered. Well, it was. I don't think Alonso could have, could have made a move. To he be wasn't honest, allowed to. Sensibly, but he put yeah. it on the front row, and then they favoured Ocon all race, which is a shame for Fernando. And then yeah, Hungary was ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it yeah. just it just throws another name though, doesn't it, into the Alpine mix? It really is now Mick Schumacher, Pierre Gasly, or Daniel Ricciardo. If you were a betting man, Jamie, say right now you had five hundred pounds. To bet on who gets that seat next I'd, I'd year. I'd invest it. You'd invest it, would you? That's yeah. a very, very wise answer. But <laughs> we'll, we'll start up an investing podcast after this. Yeah, um, yeah. Who would you be putting your money on at this very moment? I would put it on Gasly, just because that's been, that's been the talk of the town recently. And yeah, the Ricardo has kind of gone a bit quiet. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think Mick Schumacher is good enough to warrant that step up, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean... It's very, very difficult, isn't it? Because I think we've kind of accepted now that if Gasly went to um, Alpine. Alpine, sorry, I don't know why I've suddenly forgot the name of the team then. I could, I could picture the logo, but all I could think was <laughs> Renault, uh, which is worrying. Yeah. Obviously, then that raises questions because surely Alpha Tauri would hire within their junior programme. I saw talk of um, Carlton Herter. And he hasn't got enough super license points. No, he hasn't. But that's, but the FI would yeah. sort it out, I think. I think, basically, I, I don't know why they'd be so fixated on him, but I saw a thing in Helmut Marco didn't want to let Gasly go unless it was for Col- Colton Herter. I mean, it's a very good point. I think the thing is with Colton Herter as well, especially where he has come uh, from the IndyCar side of things. And I think, obviously, uh, obviously, because the US has such a weird relationship with Formula 1... We've seen it before in the past, haven't we? You know, like your Scott Speeds back there. I mean, a big part of why Toro Rosso was set up originally uh, was so they could try and field an American, if you remember correctly, all mm. those years ago. It kind of always feels like you can bring in an American driver for a season for a season in Formula One, and it it's kind of if it doesn't work out, they just kind of go back to IndyCar again. But if it does work out, you know, in basically the probably the prime example, of course, is either Mario Andretti or Phil Hill a very, very long time ago now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we kind of haven't really had a good example more recently than that. No. But it's kind of like you can bring him in for one year. If it doesn't go well, they go back to IndyCar and everyone kind of forgets it happens. And That's kind of what fair, they did with Gutierrez. I know he's Mexican, yeah. but like when Hasper knew, they were like, we must get a North American in. Yes, yeah. But especially at AlphaTauri, that is basically a team specifically designed for bring someone in for a year, and if it doesn't work, get rid. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the perfect combo. I'd really like to see Liam Lawson get a shot. Um, mm. he, he obviously did very well at F2 in Belgium, but he's had a pretty 
mediocre year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he's, I reckon he could still get top three, which is enough super license points. And he obviously finished what ninth or tenth last season. Yes. So he'd yeah. only actually need about top five or six to get enough super license points. But yeah, I think if he's obviously finishing fifth or sixth, they won't bother. But if he does get top three, that's probably worth a shot. Especially because it yeah. means they get from inside their own academy as well. If he can finish off the season on a high, then he probably, you know, he could really sort of try and set himself up for it. Mm. Um, but I guess that brings us on then, of course, with discussions of Mick Schumacher. There really are very few talks about him staying at Haas. Could Ricardo find himself down at Haas alongside Kevin Magnussen? Yeah, that's that. I don't know, like, how, how much money that he would be commanding, especially off the back of his McLaren stint. I don't think but... he could. Yeah, I don't think he's in a position to really, but the yeah, with him looking at the likes of Haas or Williams are the only real options if Gasly gets the Alpine seat. There he there's no way he can ask for like how much he's on, like thirty million or whatever it is. Mm. Cause they simply can't afford it. There's no way. Like even when Hulk was looking for a seat in twenty twenty or for twenty twenty, they he couldn't go to Haas or Williams because they couldn't afford Hulkenberg. And if they can't couldn't afford Hulkenberg, or didn't want or to. he didn't want to. No. Yeah, he didn't want to take that step down. So it depends on how desperate Ricardo is to stay yeah. in Formula One, I think. And I but mean if he's, he's willing, said, hasn't he? You know, he's... Yeah, yeah, his sabbatical is on the table. Yeah, which um it, which would basically it would, be yeah, retirement. It wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if the clock just slowly runs out on Daniel yeah. Ricardo in a very, very weird way. Um but, yeah, I mean, we've kind of got all this speculation still, haven't we? I personally am still in the boat of I think Ricardo will go back to Alpine uh, next year. You know, I think he sort of said he left the team on fairly strong terms. Of course, Cyril Irritable isn't there anymore. And yeah. I can see him just trying to go there to sort of build himself back up and kind of accept, you know, if he doesn't beat Ocon, that's basically it. Well, it proves that he's deteriorated since 2020 because he'd come to be beat Ocon back then. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. very weird position to be. I mean, we even saw one, I don't know if you saw this day that made me chuckle, of apparently he could go as Mercedes reserve driver. Oh, I did see that. Which makes yeah. no sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which Unless he's just there funny. banking on Hamilton calling it quits after 23. Yeah, but then they'd bring in someone else probably, wouldn't they, Mercedes? I don't know. If he did a good job as reserve and was humble, how, with it, how do reckon... you do a good result well, as a I reserve? Don't, I don't know. I no, don't. exactly, exactly. Speaking of Mercedes, though, I'm going to try and buttery smooth a segue in there. Obviously, the big talk, or one of the big talks last weekend, was just how poor they were in comparison to where we expected them to be. Zandvoort should theoretically suit their car a lot more, though. Mm. Yeah, obviously, pole position in Hungary. Um, I think it's basically, obviously, this is way more simple than it probably is but like red bull strength seems to be long high speed corners and straights which is basically all spa is yeah um so when they get to tracks more like hungary more like zandvoort with medium speed low speed corners and not many straight lines ferrari and mercedes should be a bit closer and for the sake of interesting races we kind of hope they are <laughs> But, I mean, even Zanvoort's got quite a lot of higher speed It corners, is high speed, it? mix of yeah. medium speed, high speed, isn't it? It's going to be a bit weird. I certainly, you know, I think Mercedes now have probably completely accepted Red Bull are off the cards this year. Yeah, yeah definitely. But they definitely still were very, very close to Ferrari last weekend. Even in the race, yeah. Yeah, in race pace. Race pace, always been their strength, yeah. race pace, they were actually in the second since slightly, George Russell was slightly faster yeah, closed than Carlos Sainz. Uh, which would still be quite interesting, of course. If, if obviously, if we're not going to get this big championship battle at the front anymore. We might get races where Red, uh, sorry, where Ferrari and maybe even Mercedes 
are a lot closer to Red Bull, but it is now just a done deal. Um, but I think certainly if we can still get that strong battle for P2, it could make things quite spicy, couldn't it, late on in the yeah. campaign? Yeah. I guess that really then, Jamie, raises the question. Max Verstappen is currently on nine wins this year. Yes. Nine wins in a row, 13 wins in a year. Is he going to break, break or match those records? He'll definitely get the most wins in a season. I'm almost certain of that. Helped by longer seasons. Yeah, of course. And obviously, again, you know, all these stats are always skewed by longer seasons. It'll probably mean someone down the line will beat Verstappen's record uh, when we're cramming in 28 races <laughs> into a calendar true. or something like that. Yeah. Nine wins did, in a what, row. 13 out of 19? 13, 13 out of, 13 out of 19 in 2013 yeah but michael schumacher did 13 out of 17 wasn't it yeah i want to say is it 2002 it was 04 he won 13 oh yeah it was 04 wasn't it sorry yeah yeah let me just quickly double check i've got me got me numbers right there yeah it was him and yano truly shed the first 14 race victories and then yeah kimmy right one didn't he one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve yeah so schumacher won 13 of 18 sorry so That's even insane. better than um, yeah. Seb did. And of course... Yeah, I, I think Verstappen will definitely win more than 13 races. He needs four more out of eight left yes. to equal. Yeah. And five more out of eight to beat it. Um, I think that's definitely on the cards. I I just don't... I don't think he'll win nine in a row. Really? He's already I on two? I know he's on two, but just the mixed up nature of the wins. Obviously, Red Bull won six in a row earlier in the season, but that was a like three for Verstappen, then one for Perez, and two for Verstappen. Oh, but the car is suiting Verstappen more and more it is, every week. It is. I, I just you don't just don't think, think it's going to happen. Like I wouldn't have said if you come ask me, ask thirteen year old me in twenty thirteen, what <laughs> do you think Vettel's going to win the next eight races of it? Absolutely not. But then it happened. So it's just one of those things that you never can see happening until you're in the midst of it. Yes, yeah. Or towards the like the back end of it, at least. Um, it's like Jamie Barley scoring 11 in a row in 2016. It's just, it's just like, oh, that's not going to happen. And it did. So, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'd be surprised. I think Ferrari should be okay enough to win a race in the next seven races. <laughs> this, is, this is an incredibly long-winded way of saying no. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I, th- I honestly would not be surprised if i had to put a coma tomorrow for some reason i i get a lot of angry comments that there's no f1 manager going out. yeah yeah um but i would not be surprised if we got to the end of the year and verstappen had done 10 in a row no don't be ridiculous no? okay <laughs> cut back to that in december <laughs> yeah when somehow red bull have thrown away the championship for the clears egg game. oh i was saying that he has won 10 in a row and i'm saying no you're oh right true. okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I yeah I just don't see at the moment you know like Ferrari said last weekend that Red Bull was as quick through any of the corners as their car and so much faster down the straights Red Bull and Adrian Newey and Max Verstappen have just unlocked something that honestly gives me Seb 2013 nice tyre vibes he's also not going to finish every race in the between now and the end of the season is he not Red Bull's reliability is still a bit fragile it's not been that bad ever since round three they had problems in Hungary quality. Perez DNF'd in Canada. Like, there's little problems that keep coming up for Red Bull. I'd be very surprised if he gets a clean run to the end of the season now in terms here's of a, mechanical reliability. Here's a fun fact for you then, Jamie, quickly, um, whilst, whilst we're talking about Red Bull. Did you know their last four Monaco Grand Prix victories have come under different engines? 
Really? What would that be? Red Bull powertrains. Red Bull powertrains. Tag Heuer. Honda. Oh no, Honda. Tag, then Tag Heuer. Heuer. Renault. Then Renault. I mean, it's basically two. Just yeah, two of them yeah. Renamed. But still, very interesting. And, and, and to be fair, the Tag Heuer was actually only half a Tag Heuer. Yes, it was. Well, seven, seven eighths. Of Maybe seven, seventy percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking. Oh no, that's. A, I'm not going to be able to link there's those no two together. There, no, there's no segue there. There's no segue there. Let's talk about. We'll go background, full circle to Alpine. McLaren should be very, very worried about Alpine's performance at Spa because it looks mm. now like McLaren are slowly going to slip away from them. And I think this has honestly been something that's gone under the radar this year. McLaren yeah. have not delivered very well at all. We talk about Ferrari and Mercedes. McLaren have gone under the radar because not only should they be a top team anyway, but they're not even delivering and they're going to finish mid-table. Yeah, they really, with the car they have, I think the RP and the McLaren are quite closely matched and also the driver lineups, if they were acting as they should, they're quite closely matched. Yeah. Um, so it does come down to team performance and reliability and all that kind of thing. Norris is doing as best he can. I think he's still seventh in the championship. Yeah, which is where he should I think be. Still. Um, but yeah, because Alpine are just being so consistent. Like ev- basically every race, they have both cars under points, even if it is minor points, like eighth and ninth or eighth and tenth or whatever. Versus a seventh for Norris or a ninth for Norris, and no points for Ricardo, as has been the the theme recently. That makes such a big difference having two drivers regularly scoring so right now it's 20 points the gap i think um which obviously isn't much but then in when you're fighting for minor points and the best you can finish is maybe fifth or sixth 20 points is suddenly quite a lot yeah 20 points for them is like 70 points if you're battling for the world championship between teams isn't it like that's skew yeah yeah because the most points you can get one race is maybe like yeah pushing it about 15 or 20 yeah and then you got to remember the other team is going to get then like four or five if they're if they're lucky in the same race. So you're going to make up points at a much slower rate, battling for minor points. Yeah, and of course there's always the chance for upsets as well. But I think yeah, it's just a good, it's a valid point that McLaren, of course, you know we we kind of let them off for some reason. I don't really know why. I guess it's because they've been midfielders now for so long. Mm. But that should still be a championship caliber team. But then again, I guess you could argue social Williams and things like that. Well, uh, so it does yeah. make things a bit complicated. But we need McLaren. I mean, Alpine as well. have been a factory team for seven years now. <laughs> yeah, but in a weird way with Alpine, isn't it? I mm. don't know. Like, you just never quite expect, for whatever reason, Renault have only ever what Renault have won three two world championships. championships, isn't it? Did they not They've win won one two with constructors. Alan Prost? No, only two constructors. I could have sworn Alain Prost won a title with Renault. Nope. 2005, 2006, Renault Constructors. Um, I'm definitely just checking that. They won a couple. Did they win the drivers with Prost? They... This is what I'm checking. No, 1985, he was already at McLaren, wasn't he? Um, I'm, I'm, give, me, give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, no, yeah, he joined McLaren. Sorry, ignore me. I He won races with Renault, didn't he? Sorry. Uh, but then one is yep, first two constructors, two drivers. Now. Yeah, sorry, I apologise. I thought Alain Prost had done it. There we go. Esteban Ocon's going to become the first French world champion uh, with Renault. <laughs> and only the second one ever, apparently. And only the after second one ever. Up. Yes. Yeah, I thought you meant after Prost then as French. But no. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's get towards Zandvoort then, Jamie. I don't think there's a huge amount to really discuss before we get into the weekend, of course, because it is just the Orange Army. 
uh, everything yeah. like that. I think we've got F2 and F3 as well we as have, maybe yeah. W series this weekend. I'm not sure about W, but we definitely got head. the other two. F2 and F3 this weekend should be quite spicy there as well. But what are we saying predictions for the Dutch Grand Prix? Oh, we're going straight into it, okay. Well, what else? Did you have something else to talk about quickly? Not really, no. No? no okay, we're, we're jumping right um, into it then. We made a, well, I made a verbal statement to Matt. Yes, off, you did. Off camera. I, was it off camera? I think it was off camera. Or it was certainly after we stopped recording last week. Um, that Ferrari would win at Zandvoort. You did. Uh, I'm so I'm going to back points. that. You have to. I basically told you you well, were given, to given that it. I'm so far ahead, I might as well. Uh, so I'm going to go... Williams to win for the rest I'm going to go Leclerc pole. Yep. I'll go Sainz win. Okay. With Leclerc P2 and okay. Verstappen P3. You're predicting a Ferrari 1-2. Ferrari 1-2 at Zandvoort and then a Rebel 1-2 at Monza. Watch oh, it. You just love to watch the world burn, <laughs> don't you? You're a crazy, crazy cynical man. Um, I am, I think for the first time ever this season, going to be the sensible one. Verstappen pole, Verstappen race victory, but I am going to go, I hate the fact I want to be Merck optimistic. I hate (laughs) the fact I want to be Merck optimistic. I just realised there's no way that let Science win if Leclerc is P2, but never mind. Yeah, they're all battling each other. Ferrari, mate, it's Ferrari, they'll do anything. Um, I'm going to go Perro's P2. And I'm going to say Hamilton P3. Yep, my optimism nice. is peaking out once more. Um, speaking of Lewis Hamilton, though, quickly, him and Fernando Alonso are best buds again. Kind of. I'm not convinced. Well, it's all for show, isn't it? But it's oh, quite completely. a nice little post they've done. Yeah. But I, I struggle to buy into the fact that they, they loathe each other. Because even Hamilton and Rosberg now are, like, on speaking terms. <laughs> Did you know Rosberg beat seven-time Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton the Equal Machinery? I did. Although Just a only, fun fact. He's only three-time champion. Though. He was only a three-time champion then. It but is kind of mad seven, when you think about he it. He did beat seven-time world champion Michael Schumacher. He did also beat seven-time and, at that point, pensioner Michael Schumacher. <laughs> this is something else I was thinking about today, Jamie. Could 2022 be the earliest ever season that Hamilton is out of world championship contention in terms of how many races left? Because Hamilton, if I, if my maths hasn't failed me has still had a shot of the world title heading into the final race of the year. No, no, every season bar four in his F1 career. Which is insane when you think about it. 2009, 11, 12, 13 are the only seasons I can think of. 09, he was out after he crashed out at Monza. Monza, yeah, which was what, about four, five races left? Four races, I think, from the end. Was it maybe? Maybe it was five. It was either four or three. Let me have a look quickly. Because there was Japan, which Vettel won. Yeah, and then I think there Brazil was four races to go, wasn't there? Oh, Singapore, Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was four yeah, races so to go. Four. So yeah, four races to go back in 2009. I cannot remember for the life of me when... He would have been very poor in 2011. 2011 I know after Singapore, only off. button could stop him. Yes. So um, that would have been... So it must have been Monza, probably. Monza again, which would have left us with... One six races, six to, go. races to go, yeah. And then 2013, Hamilton. When it, Vettel won it in India. India. Oh, Hamilton, was, Hamilton was probably out of it a couple before that, wasn't he? Yeah, probably. So again, we're saying we're saying six, six, six races, races to go. 
Could Verstappen might be... win it with six races to go. Verstappen <laughs> might well win it with six races to go this year. But could this, yeah, be the earliest ever in terms of how many rounds left Hamilton gets knocked out of a championship battle? Because the, uh, the fact of the matter is, it's absolutely insane that every year in the sport, with six or less races to go, Hamilton's... The fact that he's gone into ten... What? No, more than that now, isn't it? How many seasons has well, Hamilton won? Well, he's won seven. Seven, yeah, he's won seven more times. He then had 07. 07, 2010, 2010 2016. No, 2012, 2012 he wasn't. Sorry, 2016 and 2021. Yeah. So that's, so that's four. That's 11, 11 years. 11 years Hamilton He's either won the title been, or had a chance of winning the title. Or had a shot at it into the final race. That's mad. People like to talk about Alonso as like 10 points off five world titles and all this, that and the other. But Hamilton's about what, like five points off 11 points. or something. Yeah, 40 <laughs> points off like 11 championships, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah. That's our predictions, though. Let us know what you think. Let us know how stupid <laughs> You're just going to circle straight back around, aren't you? Yep. Um, <laughs> no, I think... I th- did I ask you this last week? When you think Verstappen will wrap up the world title in 2022? What race? Uh, I don't think I did. Well, what's his gap at the minute? He's got... 90-odd points, isn't it? Or is it more than that? Uh, 93. Is it only 93? His gap to Perez now. I thought it was more, to be honest. I think... That won't extend to 150 by the time you get to six races from the end. No. Oh, sorry, 156 it would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think f- to have more than 104, no, it'd be 112 because it's still a sprint. Yeah. I oh, think it gets really complicated, it doesn't does. it? Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. So four races left, he'll have a gap of over 112. That's fair, I think. That's Which fair. is how many four races from the end? What race is that? Abu Dhabi, Brazil, uh, Mexico, or Cota. Oh, that's that's a boring place for a title. Hamilton won. T- well, yeah. I he suppose. won. Yeah. Hamilton, Hamilton won two, two there, didn't, didn't he? he? Yeah. Neither on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bit weird. Let's. Oh, you, you USA is four to go anyway. That's a much better place to win. Four. What's that? Sorry. USA is the fourth race to go. Yes. Yeah. I wanted though before we forget. We want to do the quiz. This has been a very, very disjointed end to the podcast, it but has, we are we has. are doing the quiz still. Because Matt Let... had an absolute shocker remembering who Jack Aitken was on the Yeah, on I Wednesday. couldn't remember Jack Aitken. Um, so I am going to give you a very, very fun quiz. I also should close all of my Wikipedia articles I've just had open in case you it helps. You probably should. <laughs> so, Jamie Jamie 183 Yep. There have been 14... Dutch Formula One drivers. Okay. How many? I won't get. I won't can get I sensibly, I think you could get four, maybe five. Really? That well, few? three, maybe four. <laughs> you, you'll have heard <laughs> of a bit. <laughs> what chance have I got here then? Okay. Uh, do you want a minute or do you want thirty seconds? Well, I, I, or... I can get. I think I can get like four off the top of my head. Okay, that seems fairly sensible. Three, two, okay. one. Go. Oh, okay, Max Verstappen. Yes, one. Guido van der Gaard. Yes, two. Jos Verstappen. Yes, three. Christian Albers. Yes, four. Robert Dornbos. Yes, five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you won't have heard of the I'm, others. I'm struggling now. You've got 43 um, seconds. 43 seconds to not get any more. Well, Max is the only one to just, have won a race. It's just 43 seconds of dead space now. Um, yeah. Most of them never scored a point, if it's any help. Uh, one of them scored two points. One of them scored four points. 
Are they all from like the 60s and 70s? Yes. Well, a couple right. in the 80s. Are they are any of them uh, Van... Van der... Yes. Va, Van der Saar. Van... No, not quite. <laughs> um, Van Boom. <laughs> no, not quite. I have, I have there's no chance. You've got seven seconds. <laughs> I just wanted you to feel the pain I felt last week. <laughs> At least yours is reasonable. <laughs> there you go. Time's up. Time is you up. had heard of all of the ones I asked you on. Yes, I had. But still, I'm, I'm amazed you never heard of Jan Flinterman, Adries no. Vandeloff, Karel no. Godin de Beaufort. Don't know what the no. accent is. Uh, ben Pon, Rob Slotmaker. That is certainly That's a name that I'm sure got him stick. I'm sure. I'm sure he was quite popular in the red light district of Amsterdam. <laughs> Mr. Slotmaker himself. <laughs> that is such a bad oh, joke. Uh, Glees van Lennep. Oh, uh, Roloff Wonderlink, a uh, Boy Hey, a uh, Michael Bleak Mullen, a uh, Jan Lamers. Who... I think I could have got Jan Lamers. Is he yeah. someone relevant? I think we're thinking of some uh, more recently, someone with a similar name. Was it Jan Limer? Oh, there is a Fabian Fa- Limer, yeah. Swiss. Yeah. Um, Hub Rothengatter, and yeah, those those are all the other ones. Well, I did well. Every driver. Oh, the only ones left the last they raced was before the last they raced regularly was before 1986 which is a long time before i was born yeah, it is a little <laughs> while before either of us were born wasn't it i mean yeah, you're I still younger well. than every f1 driver yeah i am by a day yes so yeah. if liam lawson gets in then i'm I'm done exactly so. exactly and i mean we have just i think got one more piece of news this week jamie it's what it wasn't it wasn't on the rotor but this is huge news Oh, no. For die-hard Formula One fans. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I'm heartbroken. I am also very, very gutted by this. <laughs> Lando Norris and his girlfriend have broke up. Thank you all yeah. so much for watching this week's podcast. <laughs> if you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed. Click the link down below. Follow us on Spotify as well. It would be greatly appreciated. And we'll be back next week with more Knowing Wheel. What's the bigger fumble? Russia 21 or Lando breaking up with his girlfriend? I don't... I don't know.